begin. Get your pens ready to write. Get your paper ready to go. Because we're going to talk about some important things here tonight. We always talk about important things on Wednesday night. But this is going to be a good lesson where you'll understand what you have inside of you a little better. This is all part of knowing God. This is going to give you a new knowledge of Him tonight that most of you don't know that you have. It's going to give you a new understanding. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as of fire, and it set upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them the utterance. Tonight, I want to talk to you on this subject. The diversities of tongues. Say that with me. The diversities of tongues. You may be seated. When you open the book of Acts here, Acts chapter 2, Acts chapter 1, you find that we have 120 men and women gathered. They had been tearing in chapter 1 for the promise of the Father when suddenly they were filled with the Holy Ghost and according to 2 and 4 began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them the utterance. As a result, their tongues were taken over and they began to praise God in these languages that were completely foreign to others. A lot like we did here Sunday night. A lot of what happened from 8 o'clock on is what provoked me to teach this tonight. Natural ability had nothing to do with that supernatural intervention. The Holy Ghost was the one producing the utterance. Now, this manifestation required the surrender of their will. And here's what's important for those of you that have not received the Holy Ghost, evidence was speaking in tongues yet, is for you to understand that it required them to yield their will to God. Now that's important because we're going to talk about that for those of us that have received the initial experience later on in the lesson. Nothing could happen until they spake, the Bible says, as the Spirit gave them the utterance. In other words, the Bible is very clear that they were the ones doing the speaking, but they did it as the Spirit gave them the utterance. Acts chapter 10, turn in your Bibles quickly, verse 44 through 48. While Peter yet spake these words, the Holy Ghost fell on all them which heard the word. And they of the circumcision which were believed were astonished as many as came with Peter because that on the Gentiles also poured out the gift of the Holy Ghost. Verse 46, would you read it with me? For they heard them speak with tongues and magnify God. In other words, they knew they got the Holy Ghost right there. For they heard them speak with tongues and magnify God. Then Peter says, Can any man forbid water that these should not be baptized, which have received the Holy Ghost as well as we? Then, verse 48, he commanded them 
to be baptized. It wasn't a suggestion. Notice he didn't satisfy with just them getting the Holy Ghost. He made a commandment. He commanded them to receive the baptism in the name of the Lord Jesus and they prayed they him to tarry certain days. He commanded them to be baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. The household of Cornelius received the Holy Ghost while Simon Peter was preaching. And the reason that they knew that they got the Holy Ghost is because immediately they began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them the utterance. Chapter 8, a very important chapter. It does not say that they talked in tongues when they received the Holy Ghost. That's very important because a lot of people would tell you, you know, they did it in Acts chapter eight and it didn't say they spoke with tongues. Let me help you with that real quick because this isn't the main part of our lesson. But I want you to notice in Acts 8, 14 through 16, that when the apostles which were at Jerusalem heard that Samaria had received the word of God, then sent unto them Peter and John, verse 15, who, when they were come down, prayed for them that they might receive the Holy Ghost. For as yet, it was fallen upon none of them, only they were baptized. Notice how they were baptized. Only they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus, verse 17. Then laid they, Peter and John, who had received the Holy Ghost the day of Pentecost, then laid they their hands on them and they received the Holy Ghost. Now, how do I know that they spoke with tongues? Because in verse 15, it says that they received the Holy Ghost and spake in other tongues. You got that? Something happened there that they moved into a realm of the spirit and they spake with other tongues. Acts 10, 46. Okay. They knew that on the Gentiles also was poured the gift of the Holy Ghost for they heard them speak with tongues and magnify God. Now back to chapter eight. The way we know that something happened is when Peter and John laid the hands on the Samaritans and it said they received the Holy Ghost rather then they began to speak with other tongues. Notice in verse 18 and 19, okay? Notice this. Stay with me here because this will help you clarify something in your mind on the sign of the Holy Ghost. Verse 18, and when Simon saw that through the laying on of the apostles' hands that the Holy Ghost was given, he offered them money. That's an important scripture. When he saw that something happened to them, he offered them money, saying, Give me also this power, verse 19, that on whomsoever I lay hands, he may receive the Holy Ghost. Whatever visible, supernatural sign that Simon saw, he saw something happen. It is there, they didn't say that they spake with tongues, but in chapter 8, he saw something happen that he wanted to buy it. And Simon Peter said, your money will perish with you. You cannot buy this experience. That is evidence with speak with other tongues. It is something that God gives you. So when you look at verse 8 and you see that they received the Holy Ghost, remember that something visible had to happen or he would not have tried to buy it. He said, well, what if they got joy? What if they got, that's all in the previous verses. 
The Bible says in all those previous verses that they had joy and that they had, in fact, it said the whole place had joy. But something happened more than joy. Something happened more than laughter. Something happened more than they could just see. It was something of a power demonstration that made him want to buy it. Now, I'm about through with this part of the lesson because this isn't my lesson, but I'm laying a foundation for why. Those of you visiting with us that we believe that tongues is a sign of the Holy Ghost. Verse, chapter 19, verse 6. Paul lays his hand on the converts of John the Baptist. And the Bible says they spoke with tongues and they prophesied. So when you look at the places that I have led you, Mark 16 and 17, it says these signs shall follow them that believe. They shall speak with new tongues. So having have all this evidence from Acts 2, Acts 10, Acts 19, the evidence of Acts 8, that something happened that they wanted to purchase. It is very evident that when you're baptized with the Holy Ghost in fire, that you will begin to speak a heavenly language as the Spirit of God gives the utterance. It is something that you're commanded. It is something that Simon Peter commanded. Be ye filled with the Holy Ghost. That sign is speaking with other tongues. Aren't you glad? That when you got the Holy Ghost, you spoke with tongues. Now, to those of you visiting with us, those of you watching on the website, uh, last Sunday morning, the Holy Ghost fell. A lady got the Holy Ghost sitting in front of her computer. She began to speak with tongues as the Spirit of God gave her the utterance. Another one in the last two weeks of our two Sunday services, was driving home. She came to the front to get the Holy Ghost. She didn't get it, but she was driving home and she had praise music in her, her CD and she began to praise God. And while she was praising God, she began to speak with tongues as the Spirit of God gave the utterance. There was a young man that came with a young, uh, couple of people, with Haskell and with Morgan uh, Mowry, came to church with him Sunday night. And he is from another denomination. And he was very moved, but he was scared. They brought him up here. He was looking. I mean, his eyes were that big. Don't blame him. You know, when you see how the Holy Ghost fell here Sunday night, and I'm just glad he wasn't here at 8 o'clock, or it, he would have had, his eyes would have come on out. I mean, it was, it was just something apostolic and wonderful. But he was scared, and he said, I don't understand that. And I, so I can't get it until I understand it. And he gave this explanation of, of why he wasn't getting the Holy Ghost there. So he went home, and he, he said he was just tired. And so instead of taking a shower, he decided to take a bath. So he got in the bathtub of his home, and he began to think about what happened. And he just raised his hands and began to praise God. Oh, you might as well go ahead and say amen. And God baptized that kid with the Holy Ghost in the bathtub. Now, how about that on the internet? You could get it right now on the internet in your living room. Now, that's just fantastic. And that's what God is doing. And the way they know they got it is not that they got happy and the water started splashing. Or they start driving all over MacArthur Drive and, and acting drunk. The way they know they got it is they begin to speak with tongues. And let me tell you, if you're hungry for the Holy Ghost tonight, you can have it before you leave this place. You can speak a heavenly language as the Spirit of God gives the others. Everybody say, that's good, Pastor. 
But now comes the good part. I know you're never happy until I preach to you. So here we go. Let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Paul is dealing now, everybody say, not with the sign. He's dealing with the diversity of gifts. Gifts that are derived. Everybody say, gifts that are derived because I'm baptized with the Holy Ghost. In other words, they are operated by the Holy Ghost. There are how many spiritual gifts? Nine, you're smart people. Nine spiritual gifts that are operated by the Holy Ghost that is on the inside of you. One of those nine spiritual gifts are, read there, divers kind of tongues. Verse 10 and 28 of chapter 12, Paul talks about divers kinds of tongues in verse 10. Verse 28, he said diversities of tongues. In other words, there are different kinds of tongues. It's not just the same kind of tongue that when you got the Holy Ghost. They operate from the baptism of the Holy Ghost that was evidenced with your birth tongue. Everybody say my birth tongue. So on your piece of paper in your Bible, write number one, birth tongue. That's what pastors already explained. That's Acts chapter two, Acts chapter eight, Acts chapter 10, Acts chapter 19. That is your birth tongue. But now the second kind of tongue, which we are coming to is the tongues of interpretation. Now, most of us are familiar with tongues and interpretation. Sometimes it's called a congregational tongue. It is spoken forth during our church service. You recall on communion morning when God had anointed pastor so strongly that Beverly Brady gave a message in tongues. And when she gave that message in tongues, then God spoke through mother and mother gave an interpretation to that tongue that blessed all of us. That kind of tongue, the Bible says, the congregational tongue that is spoken for interpretation is a tongue that is for edifying. In other words, when it gets through, it's to lift you up. And when you get through hearing that interpretation, it is to bless you. I told you a few weeks ago about Brother LJ one time. And, and y'all, a lot of you old timers will remember that. Dad had, I mean, we had come out one Sunday and I was just freshly home from Plano and, and I was the pastor and I thought I was the pastor, but I found out that day that he still was the pastor. So I walked up and he was coming out of Sunday. He said, you just stay over there. And I'm going to finish. I'm going to preach this day. I said, okay, dad, you got it. And so, so he was just, I mean, he was tearing He was preaching on us. He was eating on us, not praying, not fasting, not winning souls, not doing nothing. I mean, we were just all weeping and wailing and gnashing our teeth. Well, when he got through, Brother LJ stood up and said, he said, thus saith the Lord, you listen to my servant. He said, I say, listen to my servant. If you don't listen to my servant, I'll, I'll, I'll break your neck. I said, oh God. <laughs> which, in, which, in term, which, that, which edification does that come under? God, oh Lord, wearing an, I see myself wearing a neck breast around. 
tongues and interpretation. Yes, God uses it to minister a church and straighten a church out. But when the interpretation of a tongue is given, it is for edification of the church. It is for the lifting of the church. It is for direction of the church. It is for the way a church is moving and the way a church is going. It is the tongue of interpretation. It is so very, very important. Somebody say, Pastor, you just let that operate? If I know the life, I do. But I let it do in twos and threes. If you'll read that chapter and you read through 13, which is the love chapter, you get to 14. You'll find that God tells us not to let that go on more than two or three times in one particular service. There is an order in which it is done, but it is one of the most powerful tongues that operates in this church. I pray that God would allow that to operate in you. I, I pray that the congregational tongue would be in you and that the interpretation of that tongue would be in others. I believe that God wants to use us. So the first tongue, I hope you're writing down. The first tongue is the birth tongue. The second tongue is the tongue for interpretation, okay? The third diversity of tongue is the tongue of edification. It is separate from inter interpretation. From having an interpretation, you'll understand this. Everybody turn with me. It's got one chapter in it. It's the book before the book of Revelation if you don't know your Bible. It is the book of Jude. It's only got one chapter. So you go to verse 20 of the book of Jude. And it said, but ye beloved, building up yourself on your most holy faith, how? Praying in how? The Holy Ghost. What do you do there when you pray in the Holy Ghost? You, you do what right there? You build up what? Your faith. I mean, it's just as plain as you can say it. But ye beloved, building up yourself on your most holy faith. How do you build yourself up? With faith. How do you build your faith up? We've never understood that. We thought it was when one of these fellows come along that's maybe got the gift of faith, which I believe in. And I believe God uses people. But we always thought that faith cometh by hearing, hearing by the word of God. You don't think that. That is a reality because that's the word of God. But it also comes, faith comes by you praying in the Holy Ghost. When you begin to pray in the Holy Ghost, there should be released in you a tongue of edification. We need to learn to yield in our prayer to this kind of tongue because it produces a consistent flow of supernatural flowing inside of you that when you are praying, you began to speak in tongues. And all of a sudden, that's not the birth tongue. That's not the tongue to have mother interpret. All of a sudden, when you begin to talk that tongue, it begins to build your faith and something on the inside of you begins to rise and something inside of you begins to grow. You have the ability to activate that tongue. You have the ability to activate that tongue. You say, Pastor, what if I don't have You have that. You have that. And I got on those that hadn't received the Holy Ghost yet because they won't yield. And the reason why you are not activating your faith is because you're not yielding yourself to that. And I believe that every time that I go to prayer that I begin to move into God's spirit, I believe it's possible for you to move in tongues. Now, I believe God will be speaking. You're going to see that. There's three or four more, yet I'm going to. I'm not saying every time it's going to be this particular tongue. But when you go in prayer, 
Somebody said, well, I haven't spoken in tongues in years. That's what I'm coming against tonight. That's what I'm trying to help you with tonight. The reason why you haven't is because you haven't yielded yourself to that. God wants you to speak with tongues. He didn't want you just to get the birth tongue and sit down. He wanted to give you these diversities of tongues so it could operate in your life. You have that ability, that tongue of edification. Far too many of our people only pray in tongues when a tangible anointing comes upon them. Therefore, their daily lives are lacking in this wonderful release of spiritual power. Because, I mean, some of us that pray in tongues, we pray in tongues when we're in trouble. Oh God, hey Lord, I need you. Oh God, I'm going through this situation. Here we go. But what God wants us to see, that every time you begin to pray, if you can go into this edifying tongue, there will be something that will be released of true power. It is not necessary for you to have a special anointing to speak this tongue. It is not necessary for the drum to be beaten or the bass to be thumping for you to speak this kind of tongue. This is a flow that can flow inside of you that will give you a victory in your own life that is past anything that's ever come in you. It will give you a daily victorious life. It is yours. It's that mantle of anointing which occasionally falls on an individual. If I had to live by that, folks, I couldn't exist. There is something that when I begin to pray, as a spirit-filled believer, I possess the ability to release inside of me an anointing, whether I feel that anointing or not. When I begin to speak, it's something I've learned to yield to. It's something I've learned to give my will to. It's something I learned to give myself away to. And when I do that from the innermost being, it's, I'm not doing it, which most of us do, responding to an anointing that I feel upon me. I am doing it to create an anointing inside of me. How many has the Spirit of God resting on in you? Would you raise your hand? That means that you say, well, I want the Spirit of God to come down and anoint me. You got the Spirit inside of you. How much more of God can get inside of you? Now, knowledge is going to bring us greater knowledge of God. But you can't get no more than God. God didn't give you one third of him and say, then you do 10 push-ups, I'll give you another third. And then if you've been a good boy for 20 years, I'll give you all of me. When you got the Holy Ghost, you got all of God. Now, there's times that we feel his anointing greater than we do at other, well, I'm teaching to you, greater than we do at other times. And it seems easier to talk in tongues. But I have reached a prayer, a place in my prayer where that I don't have to have something coming down and tingling me from the top of my head to the sole of my feet for me to begin to talk in tongues because I have learned in the Holy Ghost how to yield to that spirit that is on the inside of me. And when I begin to yield to that spirit that is on the inside of me, it begins to build up my faith and there's an anointing that comes on me because of what I've yielded myself to. How many of you have ever been sailing? Would you raise your hand? I've gone one time, me and Brother Phillips, and I just, we both just about drowned because we didn't know nothing about sailing. But let me tell you about sailing. You don't create the wind in sailing. Anybody that says, I've got to have the wind right to go sailing, they don't understand sailing because it's not the direction of the wind. It's the setting of the 
You got it. It's putting that is it mask in the right place to catch the wind. And when you get that thing, if you have to turn it sideways, the thing's going to control your direction is your rudder. But what you're doing is catching the wind. And when you got the baptism of the Holy Ghost, you don't create the wind. It's not something you got to do to create. You've just got to get inside of yourself and set that thing in the right direction for what God wants to speak to you for that day. Now, I'm going to be truthful with you. The more I do that, the more my faith begins to grow. I, I get more faith when, man, I, I get in there, I get in my office. My devotion, this trip I've been on since January. Oh, man. In the morning times, when I'm walking in my office, I'm just, who I'm just about to do it right now. And I don't want to do it because I want to stay in English so you can understand it. The Bible says it's been, when they take you there, when all these other nominations say it's better to speak something in your own language, and that's what he's talking about right now. I just can't start talking in tongues preaching until you won't understand nothing. You'll feel it. But you won't understand it. So I'm going to stay in English right here. But I'm going to tell you what, I, I get in that office. I don't, I don't have to have nobody. I don't have to have this place running or nobody hooping or hollering. I just begin to pray, God, now I've got to have, I, you know, I'm, I'm just believing you, God. And all of a sudden, I, and it begins to flow out of me. And that river begins to flow. And all of a sudden, I got my dukes up saying, come on, devil. Let's go at it today. Builds my faith. It's a habit of trying uh, to build faith instead of getting a quick fix. So many of us are quick fix people. And if you have consistently built yourself up in faith, then when you need faith, it's going to be there. Bible says build your faith up. How? Praying in the Holy Ghost. You don't know what you're going to face tomorrow. When you get there, everybody wants instant oatmeal faith. They want to, oh, God, there's a, you know, this happened. Oh, God, I need faith, faith, faith. You know, they told me I had cancer, I had a heart attack, something happened. Got to have faith. And we try to get quick faith. He said you can build your faith up. You can get some stuff stored back. Pretty good teaching. You get some stuff laid up for yourself. How do you do that? By talking in tongues every day. By keeping the Holy Ghost renewed in yourself every day. By praying in the Holy Ghost. Now, I'm not going to tell you to ask anybody because I don't want nobody to be embarrassed. But turn to somebody and say, Pastor said, would you do that? Say, Pastor said, if you hadn't talked in tongues in the last five minutes, you need to get to talking in tongues. Okay. It'll help you fight your battles. You're praying in the Holy Ghost. You're building up. What you're building up? What you're building up? Everybody say praying in the Holy Ghost. I'm building up my faith. I'm getting my faith ready. I don't know what I got to face. I don't know what I'm going to see tomorrow. I don't know what I'm going to see next week. I'm not going to wait there to have to use faith. I'm going to build my faith up. I'm going to take it to the gym every day, and I'm going to pump the weights by talking in tongues. I'm going to build my faith up. I mean, Ash has a great weightlifting uh, high school team. They, win, they won the national championship, I mean, four or five years in the last six or seven years. That's quite an accomplishment. You know, those guys don't wait till the day of the, of the tournament starts to start lifting weights. They do it all summer long. They do it all year long. They go three times a day during the summer. And those ladies and those men are in there. What are they doing? They're pumping that thing. Why? They're getting ready for when it's going to be due day or when they're going to have to show somebody what they can lift and what they can produce. And that's the way it is with your faith. 
You can't wait to the last minute. If you do, you ain't going to be very strong to lift it very high. And that's why the devil can cause, whoo, so many to stumble. is because they hadn't built up their faith. But what I'm preaching to you tonight is you can get in the prayer of a diversity of tongues so that you can build up your faith that you'll be able when the devil comes against you to withstand all the wiles of the devil. Number one is a, number two, number three, number four. Tongues is a sign to the unbeliever. 1 Corinthians 14, 22. Wherefore tongues are for a sign, not to them that believe, but to them that believe not. But prophesying serveth not for them that believe not, but for them which be believed. Notice, tongues. Is what? A sign not to them that believe, but to them that believe not. But prophesying serveth for those that believe. When on the day of Pentecost, as soon as they received the Holy Ghost, everybody say they got the Holy Ghost. They came out of that room. And they went down into the streets. And the Bible says they were full of the Holy Ghost in power and they were talking in tongues. Verse 6 of chapter 2. It was noised abroad. And people from at least 17 different nationalities came together to see what had taken place. And the Bible says they were confounded. Read there, verse 6 through 12. Because every man heard them speak in his own language. It was a sign to the unbeliever. It was they began to speak, and they heard them speak 17 different languages. It was a sign to those people that nobody had given them Spanish class or nobody had given them French lessons, but those people from those 17 different nations understood what they were speaking when those people were speaking in tongues which leads me to number five, and that is the tongues for communication. My father, on many occasions, has been preaching, and he has broken into talking in tongues. And when it was not interpreted, he went on preaching, later to learn that an unbeliever in the audience recognized the language and was convicted and saved. I'll never forget, I'll have to get Dad to tell the story. But when I was a kid, he was preaching a meeting. And he began to speak in tongues in the middle of his message. And there was no interpretation. And after it was over, a person came up and said, you spoke a perfect, I think it was a Hebrew language. And you told me what to do right in the middle of that message. It was a tongue of communication. Now, I have never been privileged yet to be used in that tongue. I am striving for that. I would love for that to happen. I would love for me to speak a tongue or speak in tongues and somebody be in the congregation from Spain or, or from some other. I'd love it to be from one that nobody really knows. I'd love to be one of those countries from Africa that they don't even know what they're saying way on back in there. I'd love for me to speak maybe on a mission tour and, and one of those persons understand that. I've got to be honest with you, that haven't happened to me yet because I'm an honest preacher with you, but I'm striving for that to happen to me 
But my daddy is one of the most godly men there's ever been. And he wouldn't tell a story for nothing. And it happened to him. And the thing about daddy is it's happened on four or five different occasions. God has given daddy the tongue of communication. That when somebody's there, God has used daddy to speak that language, to speak to them. I don't want us to be afraid of that in this church. I want us to be a Book of Acts church. That we believe that God can use us to communicate that God could speak to us. Now, I don't think he's going to use us just to go down to Forest Hill or where our Hispanics are and all of a sudden just begin to speak Spanish because I think you ought to get our lazy carcasses to school and learn how to speak it. And I don't think he's, and I know some in here can speak, speak French, and, but God wants me to speak French. He's going to probably let me go learn it unless I'm on the mission field. He's not going to give me that benefit, but I do believe that God, I know that he used communication in Acts chapter 2. I know that it's there. And as long as it's in this book, I'm going to believe that God can use me through communication of tongues. That's why I've got to get this church talking in tongues. I've got to get you to understand talking in tongues. I want you to know how important it is to talk in tongues. Turn to somebody and say, Pastor wants to know, have you talked in tongues in the last five minutes? Number six. Anybody understanding this? Anybody not understanding this? We'll get you a study on it. Number six, there's the tongue of intercession. Everybody say the tongue of intercession. What is number one? Shout it to me, those of you writing. Okay, number two? Interpretation. Number three? Edification. Number four? Sign of the unbeliever. Number five? Communication. Number six? The tongue of intercession. Romans 8. 26 and 27. Man. Likewise, the Spirit also helpeth our infirmities. For we know not what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit itself maketh intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. And he that searcheth the hearts knoweth what is in the mind of the Spirit because he maketh intercession for the saints according to the will of God. The will of God is that which we yield to the Holy Ghost. And we allow the Holy Ghost to make intercession for us and through us with groanings that cannot be uttered. Verse 20, the Spirit Helpeth us, helps us, means the Spirit takes hold with us. When we pray in the Spirit, in groanings which you cannot utter, it's just the Holy Ghost takes a hold of our infirmities. And God begins to intercede for us. This is one of the biggest reasons why I want this church speaking in tongues. It's not just for edification. It's not just for building up your faith. But he said, when you pray in the Spirit with groanings that cannot be uttered, he said, I'm going to reach up and I'm going to grab your infirmities and I'm going to take a hold of them with you. One translation says, God says that he will take a hold 
of our infirmities with us. God will grab whatever that is in your life that is wrong. God will grab whatever in your family that is not right. And when you begin to groan in the spirit in tongues, sometimes I can't say hardly anything. When I get to this tongues, now when I'm on that building up my faith, when I'm on that edification tongues, man, I can just go at it. But when I am on that tongue of intercession, when I know that God is coming in and helping me bombard an infirmity, when I know that God is helping me with a particular situation. And I know that I am in battle right there. It's just, oh, 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 oh. It's just a groaning that only the Spirit can utter. I'm not even free to go in to my praising tongue. I'm not even free to go in to my edifying tongue. I'm not even free to go in to any other tongue for an unbeliever. At that particular moment, I'm just groaning in the spirit. And what I'm saying in a language that I don't know what I'm saying. It's not a beautiful language for me. It may be for you. To mine, it's just mostly groaning. Oh, 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 oh. I'm wrestling with the spirits of this world that God is going to come with me and God is going to take a hold of the emotional problem with me or the spiritual problem with me or with my case, the mental problem with me and that God is going to come down and God is going to take a hold of that and it's not something you, oh, thank God. No, it's just, oh, oh, God, oh, God. And it's groaning of the Spirit. You don't know what you're saying because you're praying in the Spirit. When I get in that tongue, I am totally lost in God. When I get there, it's just me and the Lord. And when I get up, a lot of times, I don't feel like storming hell with a water pistol because tell you the truth about it, I'm worn out. Because I have been groaning in the spirit. I have been travailing intercessory, intercessory spiritual prayer with God. And when I pray in that tongue, that's when God comes down and he shows his arm to the devil. And that's when he comes down and he handles that infirmity that I am going through. I am preaching to this church tonight. I wish... 2,000 people that are here on Sunday morning was hearing this message tonight. You're hearing one of the most important messages that I have ever taught or that I have ever preached because people don't teach or preach on this. But with the knowledge of the Word of God, I'm not putting it any higher than the knowledge of the Word of God, but I am saying along with the knowledge of the Word of God. There is no greater thing that you can do in your life than talk in tongues. And I don't mean as a sign of the Holy Ghost. That happened for you years ago, some of you days ago. Sammy's mother is here tonight. I want to tell you a great story. Sammy, when did Brother Phillips start picking you up on your bus route? How old were you? Do you remember? 17 years old. And you were living out on 28th then, if I remember your testimony. Where were you living in? Tioga. He was living in Tioga, and Brother Phillips would drive that bus, Sanford Phillips, and pick him up. Started picking him up when he's 17 years of age. How long ago was that, Sammy? I know, Sammy. I don't want to tell mine, but I'm honest, so come on. You're 51. 
So 20 from that is 31, and 3 back is 30. There you go, Sam. You're getting there. 34 years ago. He was the only one in his family. Well, you know what happened Sunday? Sammy's mother got the Holy Ghost. 34 years later. Patsy is still paying off. 34 years later, Sanford's getting another crown, another star put in his crown. Tonight, am I not mistaken? Is tonight the night or we're doing it another night? Tonight is the night where Sammy's going to baptize his mother in the name of Jesus. love those birth tongues. I love what happened to her Sunday. But folks, we bury it and we put it down. And you have gone for weeks and months and not talked in tongues. You're missing an edification. You're, you're missing a building up of your faith. You're, you're missing God interceding with you. You're missing God becoming your team member. Having him in there, that's got you saved. That's going to get you to, that's what you're satisfied with. You're saved. I mean, okay, you're saved. I'm not talking about you being saved. I'm talking about you having the victory. Talking in tongues put you in a CD. Go by yourself. Get something in there and talk in tongues and let the Holy Ghost begin to minister you. Build up your faith. Produce and bear fruit. The Holy Ghost desires to take a hold of you and take you to another level. The Holy Ghost will take hold with us. He'll give you a financial miracle. He will intercede for your family. He'll intercede for your children. He'll intercede for your job. He'll intercede for your finances. He'll intercede for your marriage if you're talking tongues. I'm preaching the hardest thing to preach to a Pentecostal church. It was rapture, it was hell, and now it's talking in tongues. They know how to dance and shout, but people have quenched that to where they have not had liberty. I wouldn't nearly about raise your hands, but I know you. Some of you have not talked in tongues in years. And it is an expression that you are missing a great victorious life. It shouldn't be years. It should be hours. The only time you should go more than six or seven hours, no, it shouldn't be that long. We should even do it in our dreams. If we ever learn how powerful it is, it ought to be something you want to do all the time. It's a diversity of tongues that's in your life. And I'm talking about it isn't something just to get saved about. It's, it's that groaning that is so powerful. It's something that will work in your life. Everybody okay out there? Turn by turn and say, have you talked in tongues in the last five minutes? Turn back to somebody and say, it sure makes me want to. Turn back to them and say, I'm going to work on it. Am I teaching anybody tonight? Got time for one more? Okay. Number one is the, number two is the interpretation of tongues. Number three is the edification. Number four is the sign of the unbeliever. Number five is the communication. Number six is the intercession. Number seven is, and I like this one, it's called the militant tongue. This tongue to Anthony Mangan is not like any other tongue. It's not like the tongue of edification because I'm not trying to build anybody up in their spirit. 
It's not like the tongue of interpretation because there's no need for an earthly interpretation. This is not a tongue for the unbeliever because they are not man-directed. But I am in an attacking mode where I am confronting something that's come against me or my family or this church. And when I pray in this type of tongue, I am attacking the power of darkness. I am taking authority over the kingdom of Satan. I am rebuking the enemy and I am rejecting his plans that he has to destroy my life, my family's life, or this church's life. And when I get in that attacking mode, you better get out of my way. Because usually I'm not coming there with a smile on my face that if you look at me, you may be thinking I'm getting ready to bust you in the nose because I'm not getting ready to bust you, but I'm getting ready to bust him. And when I get in that militant tongue, I just begin to pray in the Spirit. I begin to command him and tell him where to go. I chase him out of my house. I chase him out of my car. I chase him out of my life. I chase him out of my spirit. I chase him out of everything that's in me. I chase him out. I'm coming at him swinging. I'm coming at him kicking. I'm using Holy Ghost karate. I'm using Muhammad Ali punching. At that particular time, they got all this new fighting out now. They put them in cages and they, they, either, they either beat them down until they can't be down or they get them in a hole and make them scream calf rope or whatever they scream when they're doing that. And that's what they got to know. They say it's more scientific than boxing because it is more technical than boxing because if you're not on the aggression and you seem to back up that there's a guy, if he's usually the champions are good wrestlers and good fighters and they get them in there and they never take the defensive mode because when you do, that person can take advantage of you. They can kick you. They can choke you, they can yank you down, they can beat on you. And if you're going to sit there and just sort of wait and stay in the defensive mode, they say you can't be a champion in the cage kind of fighting. And I'm going to tell you what, if you stay in the defensive mode all the time, most of the time the devil's going to have your back on the canvas. But if you ever get to this kind of militant tongue, and if you ever get to talking in tongues like I'm talking about tonight, you're not going to sit around and wait for the devil to get you in a hole. It's time we get the devil in some holes. I mean, it's time you just walk up and knock the, I mean, just knock the fire out, fire out of him. Just walk up and let the devil have it. Anybody feels like they need to let the devil have it tonight? I do too. I just want to, I mean, excuse me for being so plain tonight, but I want to I do some damage to the devil tonight. And some of that can be done by a militant tongue. We always say, I cast it out of you in the name of Jesus. Nothing wrong with that name of Jesus. I love using the name of Jesus. But why don't we try praying for some people talking in tongues a while? Woo! Lay hands on them. Cast the man out of that devil. Just go at it. God, I'll take authority over it. 
I, I don't, you know, sometimes I get so fired up in prayer, I can't say them fast enough. So I just go into tongues. I know what I'm saying in my mind. God knows what I'm saying. So I just say in tongues so the devil can't understand it. He understands English. If you don't believe it, you speak it and see what happens. Why the Bible says don't speak it. He's going to send all these languages. He's a smart devil. Again, I tell you, started off in the book of Genesis as a snake, ends up in the book of Revelation as a dragon. That shows you the progressing of how smart he gets. And the closer we get to the rapture of the church, the smarter he's getting. And you sit around, wait for him. Uh, he's a smart devil. Therefore, I don't tell him some things in English. I tell him that in tongues. He don't know what I'm saying. That's just me and God. I'm taking care of him. I'm beating the fire out of him. He don't even know what I'm saying or doing. I'm not fighting him with flesh and blood. The Bible said you don't come against him with flesh and blood. You're coming against principalities and spirits. You're fighting some things in your life that's not flesh and blood, or some of you men would be great warriors. But you're fighting in the spirit, and if you don't learn to war in the spirit, you're not going to survive it. And the best way to war in the spirit is talk in tongues. I still can't get everybody clapping their hands. Everybody say persistent. I'm through. But everybody say persistent. You got to be persistent in talking in tongues. I cast out everything, not the person, but every spirit that don't want tongue talking in this church. Cast it out and command it to go. I release everything in here tonight and tomorrow to talk in tongues. Well, I just hadn't been able to do it, do it since I got it. It's because you hadn't really wanted to yield yourself to it. Not, I know you wanted to, but you got to yield yourself. If you did it one time, you can do it again. you got to yield yourself to it. And out of one of those seven that I've taught on tonight, the one, of course, eliminating because that's the initial evidence, but the other six, it ought to make you out of one of them want to do it. Get out on your tractor. Go to your deer stand. Do something. Get out by yourself. Start talking in tongues. Take the victory over that. Grow in the spirit. I'm having a trouble controlling myself right. I don't mean with my dancing. I mean with my tongue. Mm. Telling you folks, that'll help, that'll help us with a lot of our emotional problems. Somebody said, you know, that's emotional. It, it, I tell you what, it'll help you with a whole lot of your emotional problems. You'll talk in tongues. Nothing like talking in tongues. 
you got to face something at work, go in your office, go in the bathroom somewhere, get by yourself and talk in tongues. God give me God give me wisdom and understanding. Come down with that infirmity on me. Come on, God, give me wisdom. Give me wisdom and let that tongue operate in me where that, that, that spirit will flow. I'm telling you, folks, you'll release something in your life. We'll release something in this church. I apologize to you for waiting for all these years for not teaching this lesson to you. But something was released in me around here at about 8 o'clock here Sunday night. But I saw all these people. You let me tell you something. They didn't care who was here. And it was some very dignified people of our church as well as all the way to Grace House guys of our church. Not that anybody's up or anybody's down. My point is it was level up here when you get drunk. And nobody cared what anybody was doing. We're just pointing at each other and talking in tongues and laughing in the Holy Ghost and rolling and people I never seen jump around were jumping in round. I got to have that. You don't have to get out and display. Well, that's not me, Pastor. I don't get up and talk. Okay, you don't have to. Do it by yourself. I'm not asking you to get up in front of the church and talk in tongues. I'm asking you to go for a bicycle ride. I'm asking you to get out by yourself. I'm just asking you to get somewhere and make sure every day you talk in tongues. I wish you would make that your goal. Every day you're going to talk in tongues. Every day I'm going to build myself up in the Holy Ghost. Every day I'm going to edify myself. Every day I'm going to get him to join me in my infirmity. Every day I'm going to take the spirit of a warrior of tongues. I'm going to speak it by faith. I'm going to take authority over it in tongues. Let's stand together and go ahead and praise him just a minute. Let's see what God will do here just a minute. Go ahead and praise him. Go ahead and praise him just a minute. Go ahead and praise him just a minute. Come on. Everybody just go ahead and give him praise. Let's let God baptize us with tongues right here. Let's let, go ahead and yield yourself to that. Come on, lock everything out of your mind. Yield yourself to a tongue right now. It may be edification. It may be for building up your faith. Come on, yield yourself to a tongue. Yield yourself to it right now. Build up your faith in the Holy Ghost. Let it be a militant tongue. Let it be a river flowing out of your innermost being. Go ahead. That's it. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Said, just talk in tongues. Talk in tongues. Release yourself. Yield to that. Yield to that. That's it. Yield to that. Yield to that tongue. While you're capping, yield your tongue. That's it. While you got your hands raised, yield your tongue. Yield yourself. Pray in the Holy Ghost right now. Romans 8, pray in the Holy Ghost. Yield yourself to that spirit. Yield yourself. Set that, set that mass to catch that wind. It's yours. 
It's just yielding yourself to it. It's just yielding yourself to it. It's just yielding yourself to it. It's just yielding yourself to that. Give yourself a way to it. Give yourself a way to it. Give yourself a way to it. Come on, get your praying through. I say, give yourself a way to it. That's it. War against it. That's it. Get your intercessory tongue right now. Get your edification tongue. Go ahead and get it right now. Let God do something there. You don't even have to have your hands up. Bow your head and get it. Just yield your tongue to it. Yield your tongue to that. Let that unction flow out of you. Building myself up. Yeah, yeah. That's it, Brother Creech. Yield to that. I beg you. I encourage you. I'll get on my knees and ask you. Because you'll save yourself a whole lot of problems. You'll do what Pastor taught tonight. If you'll live in that realm of war and tongue, intercession tongue, edification tongue, uh, birth tongue we have. Uh, what was the other tongues? No. Um, for the, time, the sign for the unbeliever, communication tongue. That's the seven. If you'll yield yourself, that God will do work. Now, if you had never received it, we want to pray with you tonight. You can come up here. If not, we're going to baptize those in Jesus' name.